You know, I tell you, I'll be frank with you. I, I, I don't know what people do who don't put value in and believe um, in not only the legitimacy of prophetic words, but also just um, the way God has intended to use those words. I just, I'm just, I'm thoroughly amazed at how God will take a prophetic word and he will put out there that will get you through a dry time, that will get you through a hard place. Uh, if, if people don't believe in prophetic words, then a lot of times the, the waves and the floods that come, when it hits something, it will just blow them completely away. Okay, But if you've got a, a word from the Lord that you've judged as genuine, that you've judged as genuine, you hold on to that thing, then nothing can blow you away. Okay? So, um, and I, I've, I've got a little message, okay, this morning. And, and I've, I've been thinking about this for the last probably four or five days. And I'm just amazed at what's happened this morning because it's just been all over the place already. Um. It's an it's a old Bible story. It's something you heard in Sunday school. It's something that... Um, it, it's, it's really it's remarkable. It's found in 2 Kings. 2 Kings 4, as a matter of fact. This is where... You remember... Well, I'll just read it for you, okay? 2 Kings 4, beginning in verse 1. There's about eight verses. This, this is so cool. I'm excited about this, okay? I really am excited about this because it relates to us right now, and you need to hear this, okay? 2 Kings 4, starting in verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. This... There was a prophetic community headed by Elijah. He was the chief prophet. He, was, he, he had a school. He was the schoolmaster. Okay, that's, you, that's who he was. He was the schoolmaster. These people met on a regular basis. They fellowshiped together. They knew each other. There was a prophetic community in the Old Testament headed by Elisha. You need to get that in you now. Now, it was, a, it, was a, it was an environment, it was a community that was so, that, that, that so communed with the Lord that the fear of the Lord marked everything they did. See, that's where, that's where closeness with the Lord should bring you. It should bring you to the place where you fear and reverence the Lord above all else, regardless of what happens. And so this woman, her husband being a prophet, I'm sure she understood what prophetic words were and what they meant. She understood prophecy. That community perhaps understood it better than we do. Because when they said stuff, it rocked nations. Okay? It really did. So this woman turned to the community and she turned to the leader of that community and she didn't turn to anybody else because she understood the value of what had been spoken and she understood the value of the ministry that Elisha represented. So the point of application here is real simple. Listen, when, when stuff comes your way, you know, I mean, this woman was in a hard place. Her husband died and the debt that he left caused the people that she owed money to to come to her house 
and threatened to take her sons away to be slaves. That's what happened in those days when you couldn't pay your bills. They would come and take your children. What's a horrible thing, isn't it? And I mean, this woman had no recourse, but she turned to the man that represented what she believed in, and she went to him and she said, here's the deal. Boom, there it is. Because she believed if there was an answer, it was to be found in the word of the Lord. Not through conventional means. It was not going out and getting another loan to cover that one. If there was a remedy to her situation, it was going to come through the prophet's mouth. And here's what he said. And Elijah said to her, what shall I do for thee? That that sounds so simple, doesn't it? Now he is not, (laughs) oh, listen, you make a bad mistake if you think he's up up there just saying, okay, now let's see, uh, you've got this situation, so let me see, uh, what can I do for you? Like he was some big deal. There's one little word in there, the word do, caught my attention. I went to the the lexicon and I looked up the meaning of this word do. And what this word do means, it's not what we would think it means. It carries with, it's an old Aramaic word. And it carries with it this meaning. What he's really saying is, is what can I produce to help you? What can I make for you to help you? What can I manufacture to help you and it's really an expression of I can't produce anything for you to make your situation better that's what he's actually saying in other words he's saying I can't help you I can't help you but then he follows that with another question what do you have what's in your house and this is what she said I'm going to take my shoes off. My flip-flops need to be trashed. And she said, I don't have anything in the house except a pot of oil. It's interesting she remembered that, didn't she? Now, you know, one of the mistakes I've always made when looking at this passage of Scripture, I made the mistake of thinking she was talking about olive oil, cooking oil. Because they had a lot of that in those days. But this is not talking about olive oil. And I'll tell you why. It's because this word she used, I have this little pot or this vessel as it's interpreted in some some, um, translations. Um, It's not talking about a container that would hold cooking oil. Where's that little bottle you got? Did you throw it away? I need it for sake of illustration this morning. When you was doing what you did, I was, I was thinking about this lady and this pot of oil. I, I, this, y'all, this is neat. I think it's neat. You may not think it's neat, but I think it's neat. This is not cooking oil they're talking about. And I'll show you why in just a minute. dum da dum da dum da dum da dum 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 da dum da dum da dum da dum dum dum. <laughs> this excites me. The word pot, as used in Second Kings chapter four, 
is used only one time in the whole scripture. It's never used again. Only in this one, this one verse. This little pot of oil. What the word pot means, it doesn't mean a pot, it doesn't mean a pan, it doesn't mean a big clay jar, it doesn't mean jug, it doesn't mean any of that. It means flask. Flask. A little, bitty, tiny flask. Okay, now, first thing pops in my mind is a flask that you carry liquor in. You know, that's, that's what I was thinking. But, but the word flask indicates a very small, specialized utensil, container, to hold something that is very precious. Something little, something small. That holds something precious. She had, this oil that she had was valuable. It's like the oil that the woman anointed the feet of Jesus with. That's the equivalent of what we see in the Old Testament. It's a little flask of oil. And some people have estimated that this woman in the New Testament who anointed Jesus' feet with this particular oil, it could have been like a one-year salary for somebody. This widow woman had kept in her house, in her possession, was a small bottle of very expensive oil. Like the kind that was used on Jesus' feet. Okay, now, remember that. That's important. That's going to be important in just a minute. Here comes the prophetic word. Go borrow vessels. That's big pots. Big jugs, big containers. From all your neighbors. Empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Now when he says, go abroad, and he says, borrow the indication in the original language is he's telling her to go far and near. Go into the highways, go into the streets, in the countries, in the fields. Go on a wide sweep. This is what he's telling her. Go on a wide sweep and get down on your knees and beg people for the pots and the vessels that you need to carry home with you. That's right. In the language he says, beg if you have to beg. But get a lot of them. Whatever you have to do to get the vessels, get the vessels. See, we don't see that as it's on the page. But when you get into what the words mean, that's what comes out. Now, don't you think her neighbors knew the straits she was in? Now, if you were her neighbor and she come asking for pots from you and you knowing that she's got a debt to pay, wouldn't you kind of be thinking, you know, she might be going to pull my leg and get these pots and go sell them or melt them down and carry them to the foundry and recycle these pots and, and sell it and pay her debt. Because she didn't tell him what she was going to do with them. Because he said when you get home. Shut the door. And begin to pour the oil into those pots. She, didn't, she was not at liberty to tell people what she was going to do. She just had to beg for the pots to put the oil in. Do you see how dramatic this thing is? Much more than we ever realized. 
Because she received the word. She did not go one iota beyond the word she received from the prophet. He said, go and beg pots. She went and begged pots, carried them back to her house. And then, when you come into your house, shut the door upon you and your sons and begin to pour out into all those vessels and you shall set aside that which is full. Okay? She, she did that. Got home, shut the door, and began to take her flask. You see this? Her flask. Watch what it says next. She took the little flask. So she read in verse 5, She went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. That's exactly what the prophet said do. Watch this. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said, there's not a vessel more. And the oil stopped pouring. The value of the prophetic word is seen from the prophet. He said, here's the word from God. Here's what you do. Your destiny involves pouring that oil out into all those vessels. She goes and she, step by step, she's methodical in what she does. She does what the prophet says. She doesn't do anything more. She didn't sell the oil whenever she got the house full. She went back to the prophet to get another word. Okay, I've done what you said do. This is what happened. Now what you want me to do? So this is what happens next. You see, she's systematically following the word of the Lord. And it came to pass when they were full, she said to her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said to her, There's not a vessel of oil in the oil state. And she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go sell the oil, pay the debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. So then she went to the next step and did what he said do. And they all lived happily ever after. But I want to show you something. I just want to illustrate. I wanted to read all the way through it and then come back and make my points. To illustrate this, when she got inside the house and she got all the pots, and I believe there was a house literally full of pots and vessels. Here's what mama did. Mama said, they started, they started bringing, they shut the door and started bringing stuff. See, they were doing stuff in private. Everybody was not supposed to know about what God was doing in the house. But mama was sitting there somewhere in the house stationary because she said, bring me the vessel. And they started bringing pots to her. So what mama does is she just takes her flask. She takes the lid off of it. And she pours it into this vessel. They bring her another one. And she pours She fills this one up. All right. There's another vessel here. Now I'm walking to these vessels, but remember they're bringing it to her. She found this vessel. She filled that one up. The next one came in. She filled that one up. Oh, here's one. There's one. Fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it up. And after a while, just a little while, they started getting excited. Oh, there's another vessel. And they poured it in. And they filled it up. And they kept going. And they kept going. And every vessel in the house was filled to the rim with oil. And she was still pouring out where she was sitting. They were toting pots. And she was getting nervous because there was nowhere else to put any oil. And she called to her son and said, Mama, we don't have any more. And his word stopped. You hear me? When he said, there is not one single more vessel to put oil in, the oil dried up. It quit. Supernaturally stopped. 
Now, one of the things I want to, I want to share with you this morning is this, is we see the power of the prophetic word and obeying that word. The thing we need to understand is, another principle involved with that is the words we speak from our mouth can stop the prophetic flow of the word of God into our life and the results that He intends for it to bring forth. Now, in a good way, what the prophet said happened, they filled every single vessel, and the purpose had been fulfilled with this little bottle of oil. But there's something remarkable at the end of it, and that is this, and I'm just going to kind of skip around here, but one of the remarkable things is, is that whenever she went and sold the oil and they came back in, she had more than this little bottle full, what she started with. Not only did she have excess to sell, but also she had more than that little bottle full of oil because the Scripture says that her and her sons lived. Two things in conclusion. Number one, the thing about living is this. The value of God's Word in your life is to provide not only what you have now, but the value of God's Word into your life is to give you what you need for the long haul. See, God, when He gave this Word through the prophet, He had in view the long, not just the immediate need, but He had in view the long haul. Not just enough to meet her current need to pay her debt and to satisfy the legal obligation He had, but God had in mind to take this woman way out yonder in terms of provision. And that's what he did. Because she obeyed and she understood the principles of what it meant when God spoke. That he means what he says. And so I'm encouraging you this morning, as you've already heard. This, see, we've been through this already this morning. Hold on to those words you have. And be careful what this says. Because it can hurt you. And this right here, if you don't control your words or your tongue or your thought processes, it has the capability to break everything that God's spoken over you. Because you can receive it or refuse it. And that's, that's where you get. With this right here, so, we're so callous and, and, and so casual with this. You need to guard your heart and watch what you say. Because all the good things God intends for you God's sovereign, okay? He can do what He wants to, anytime He wants to, where He wants to. But He governs His actions with principles and spiritual laws. And if you're not careful, this right here will hurt you. We'll just leave it at that. So what do you, do, do I believe the things have been spoken over me? Yes, I do. Do I see the full manifestation of everything right now? No, I don't. Does that mean it's not coming? No, it doesn't. What my job is, is to believe what God said and act on it. That's simple. That's all I got to do. And in your life and in your ministry, that's all God wants you to do is just act on what He's telling you. So you can live, and the word live carries abundance. It's an abundant of provision. It's an abundant of life. It's an abundant of well-being. It's an abundance of all that stuff. That word live is abundance. They lived abundantly. 
Now, here's the other thing. This is the last thing I want to share with you about this. When her husband died, she had something valuable in her house. It could have crossed her mind, hey, you know, I, got, I got some oil in there, about a year's worth of salary. I can go in there and um, I can sell this oil because it's precious. And, and I can get revenue off of it to pay my debt or pay part of it or whatever. I can, I can sell out. I can, I can sell out now. It might be okay for a while. I can, I can sell out. But she didn't do that. She went to the prophet. She remembered what she had. God blessed what she had in her house. And when the time came, she had not sold out. She sold the stock and the increase that God gave her. And she still had what she had that was precious plus more of it. So I'm I'm just here to tell you this morning, you have the opportunity today, you can sell out. (laughs) I have the opportunity today and tomorrow, I can sell out. Okay? I've got something really good God's given me. And I can hold on to that and, and utilize it and it'll get me away somewhere. It'll, it'll get me so far. But do we really want to do that? Do you really want to sell out? No. What we want to do is to believe the word of the Lord for increase so that increase takes care of all the need plus gives us more to live on. See, that's the spiritual law. That's what God wants for you. Is that, is that what you're seeing right now? Maybe not. But it doesn't mean God's wrong now, does it? No. So we've got the choice, and I guess here's where I wanted to wind up this morning. We've got the choice every day we can sell out. We can close the books on it, and we can go our merry way. And that's going to get us so far. Or you can believe God for the increase. Because see, the natural thing in this woman's eyes... That, there, there, if, if she's just human, there had to be the, the, the natural thought, hey, you know, I can do this. But she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't give up on the valuable things she had. So, question today is, and tomorrow, and next week, and next month, do you sell out, or do you wait and sell? <laughs> she wait and sold I think that's cool myself Lord in Jesus name my brothers and sisters many of them are going through hard times have been through hard times Lord some of them are at the place of wondering you know, do we just pack it out do we, do we pack it in do we just sell out Lord I just ask you to give them a clear word to not do that others Lord have been in that place. And they're to the place now where you just may want them to sell and live on the increase. So God, wherever on the spectrum each individual is, I ask you, God, to shine light and illuminate truth and to illuminate 
the thing you want them to do. <laughs> Lord, we're excited about this. It ain't always fun, but it's always exciting with you. But Lord, the end result, it's like Wayne is saying, the end result is what we have to believe in. And so God, we believe the word of the Lord to bring us to a good and prosperous conclusion. In Jesus' name, amen.